you're probably wondering why I called you here today. <laughs> if any of my friends from uh, work hear that, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Hi, I'm Matt Miller. Um, I uh, came to hang out with these two wonderful gentlemen. I'm not sure if you can see them. I'm pointing at them, but the camera's looking at me. Oh, we'll so get cameras go. in on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had ourselves a just a, a dandy, like an hour and... It's like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, we had a a great talk. We talked a lot about video games, about where we've been at in life. Most importantly, we talked about Southwest Iowa. So welcome to Southwest Iowa cast. Uh, No, it's uh, okay. So let me see if I get this ready. Yeah. It's um, so thank you for listening and joining us here on the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. Sit back, relax and enjoy. This being the first time we've met in person after, I don't know how long I'm playing Destiny together. Mm. Probably at least a year, right? Yeah. Well, when did I get, when did I get to the Grimes store? Cause that's when I met Kevin. 2020, 20, June, 2021. So probably that fall. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost. Because so two years. he was the one that got me back into Destiny and then, um, and he was like, you should join this clan. I'm like, yeah, but I've been with this one since the beginning, which is a dumb idea to have because it's like no one was ever on anyway. The landscape shifts a lot. Like you you see, and the same thing happened at the launch of D1. It's like everybody joined up in these clans and then, you know, everybody fell off three months later and then the two kids. So then you get a bunch of sub clans. Like I, th- I think I've probably been two or three before we hit the Tainiverse. Yeah, and it was weird because I... Like when they did that one update, uh, I want to say it was around um, this last expansion. Um, Which update? It was the one where like it made the parties all fucking weird. And so, like, you couldn't see your clan. You weren't part of a clan. There was no progression for oh, it. Oh, they busted it. Then that's yeah. happened a couple of times. Like, it was all still there on the back end, but for some reason, it wasn't. It wasn't displaying. It. It's still there. It's and still I, there. There's still progress. Um, yeah, for yeah, it, it, yeah. I haven't been on in a while. Mm-hmm. I know neither of you, neither is Kevin. But um, I, I sat there and I was like, I don't want to be that guy and be, or anything like that. But like, I felt a little slight. I was like, Hey, did I? Uh, did I get removed? Um, Everybody thought that I was, and because people were asking me that, because I think me and Brian Dunn, Darkness, yeah, uh, were I think we're the only admins. Maybe D Day is, and <laughs> and it was I I think if that happened, it was during a period where I wasn't playing the game a lot, so everybody kept saying like, "Bro, did to be like disband? Like what happened?" And mm-hmm. I was like. I don't know what you're even talking about. And then I realized I read up on what had happened. I was like, just, if we just chill, it'll all come back. But yeah, people thought that I like kicked people out of the clan. And see, I thought I was very much, uh, about like keeping up on that stuff. Some of the stuff I didn't, and I kind of relied on everyone else. But mm-hmm. like when we're not even able to talk to each other, um, primarily through what we use was the app and be like hey is anyone on mm-hmm. do we want to run raids yeah. dungeons weeklies whatever 
And that was before that was before they had Discord in- integration on the consoles, and so we were like, it we was use, like right before we now. use that now all the time, you know. And 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 people will message. We have an LFG channel and stuff in there for that. But it's like yeah, at the time, it was either we messaged in the Bungie app, <laughs> you know what I mean, or it was like you just you send somebody a text or a Facebook message. But then what sucks is that not everybody can see it. So we're trying to get a raid together, and I'm like three separate conversations with three different people and I'm like trying to relay this to the people that are waiting in orbit and it's just a whole it's been an ugly system but they've finally gotten there yeah I mean we had Tormented Kevin mm-hmm. D-Day uh, you and then Schubert played a lot his battle hard um, yeah good buddy of mine from Menards uh, most of the clan is Menards people yeah. <laughs> okay this because I haven't been on save big money yeah <laughs> Uh, I picked the wrong day to have never played Destiny. Wait, never once. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna come back to that, right? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna okay. He he he's under a rock <laughs> for a good portion of stuff. Like I have to force him to do stuff. Under, First of all, under I'm, the rock, I'm happy that you've never gotten wrapped up in it because you don't you don't just like play destiny it's, it's not a commitment. It's, yeah yeah Is it's it? destiny you're you play destiny all the time and then sometimes you take a break to play something else when it comes out but usually like that's why so many new players fall off is because like if they don't have somebody to show them the ropes and get them into it like it's just daunting it's not it's there's no reason to even do it so you're either like staying away from it or you're completely in it is it one of those games where if you're a beginner it it's it just seems there's so much to it overwhelming that's why i felt so i i i've never really been into first person shooters at all so when i started playing apex i was like i'm so far behind everyone else and well, I got you convinced to do it when it first dropped. Yeah and, yeah yeah and we loved it and then you dropped off like immediately well, i was like you know what it's new and i'm going to learn as everyone else is learning and then i was like no it's just if you're good at first-person shooters, you're probably going to be good at this. So I was like, oh, I fucking suck. The reason I fell off is because I played with a random and I got killed immediately. And he was like, you are fucking garbage. And I was like, I'm on your team. <laughs> like, Everyone's so fucking mean. I want, to, I want to circle back to Apex, though, because of the shit going on with it. Um, I don't know if I've seen that, but I'm excited. They removed tap strafing. And everyone's losing their shit That's over That's that weird, like... It's a it's a movement thing for that, PC players, yeah. Okay, I feel like I've heard that term before. I I I picked up Apex a little bit right when it started, and I said, "This doesn't have a platinum trophy. I will not be wasting my time, sir." Thank you. Fair enough. And so I've I've stayed away from what I know is supposed to be a fantastic game because it, of that. It's great, and and the stuff they've done have really uh, like set it aside, like set it apart from everything else. That makes it. Uh, continually fun to go back to. Uh, I think there's a few things they fell short on. Like um, when they started doing um, kind of story content, uh, the first time they did it, it was playable chapters that you could do. And it was something that you could use, uh, squat up for, play it, all experience together. And then they turned it into comic strips that oh. that you, you have to collect. And it's stupid. It's like... I would have loved playable chapters that propelled a story, and they just ditched it immediately. Yeah, but um, 
fuck it. We'll just we'll just talk about the tap strafing thing now. Um, so basically, what it is is for like a bunch of um pro players, bunch of PC streamers, uh, PC players, all that are getting super pissed off because they remove tap strafing. And basically, what tap strafing is is uh, a setting you do to um like key bindings essentially, where they bind uh a movement with your uh scroll wheel and so while they're moving around you can basically jump in in the air and strafe in the air but as you're turning you you can basically like strafe in a circle and just it's gross movement it's real bad but everyone's losing their shit because they're like this game's unplayable now it's like no it's not it's i mean it's it's only unplayable for the sweatpants that play it on pc which is probably already busted and there's there's that keyboard and mouse versus controller debate that's as old as time but it's like they're already getting an advantage with their six thousand frames per seconds and their graphics is and then now they take away a busted thing that only they can do i know that a lot of this is going over austin's head so he's just like "Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm." mm -hmm." the smile and i i smile and nod i hope we have like a clip of you just going Mm -hmm. Uh, so Apex Legends is a video game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what the fuck's a video game? <laughs> See, I've always I've always been in the mindset of um, I love crossplay, like mm-hmm. PC and mm-hmm. and console. I love it. Everyone, and that's the thing though. Like before it happened, everyone was wanting it to happen, and then when it came about, everyone started complaining like, oh, uh, console players get an advantage because they get aim assist. Okay, but. PC players are able to mm-hmm. turn faster mm-hmm. with mouse mm-hmm. controls or, mm-hmm. or do certain stuff with PC. Yeah, you can have a, a 150 degree POV setting, you know, so that you can see me 40 feet to your left in perfect clarity without turning, you know. Like. Exactly. Me being primarily a console player, I'm just like, I like it because it shows that I can hang with PC players. Mm-hmm. I don't bitch about it. I don't bitch about the advantages PCs have over consoles. But I mean, I think there's a lot of, so to me, what's interesting about it is, yes, I like, I'm glad that we have it because obviously like you're an X-Bot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a, I'm I'm, a, I'm an adult. So I play on PlayStation. Um, and so, <laughs> I have the big bastard right there. <laughs> it, is a, it is a big bastard. Like mine sits under my desk and I forget how just obtuse it is. Look at that shit. Wow. I know. Uh, anyways. So, I mean, we're very excited about, I was very excited for it to come to destiny. I like the idea of it. Cause it just makes sense, right? You have mm-hmm. millions and millions of people. And now it's like games can have a longer life cycle because instead of, you know, the only four kids left playing it are stuck in their gardens. Like now all eight of you can play together and it's great, you know? And so, but I, I like, I think the argument always comes down to how the different games implement it. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm not biased here. I think destiny did the best job, right? Because you can, it separates it. So if it is player versus player enabled, you can only play against console players. If you're on console, like if you're, mm-hmm. if your whole fight, let's say we queue up for crucible and there's six of, so we're going to go as a six stack, like as long as all of us are on a console and they included Stadia in that, which is fine, then you would only match against those. The moment somebody on PC joins your team, now you're now you're in that pool, and that's fine. But makes sense for the things that have matchmaking that are like PVE. 
it's everybody. So I'm like, cool, great. So we want to do nightfall strikes. It's going it, to, there's that many more people that it can find. So it was, it does it smart. And then you have Call of Duty where it's supposed to be like input based, or that's what it was when they first introduced it in MW, where it was like, it, you can play with a keyboard and mouse on your console if you want to. But if you do, you will be playing against people with keyboard and mouse. And now it just seems like it's kind of everybody. And, yep. you know, I don't know if I care about my KD in Call of Duty as much as I do in others. So it doesn't really bother me. But like in Destiny, yeah, I'd like if, if one of my buddies is like, I want to play Trials. I'm like, what are you playing it on? Because I, I don't feel like getting fisted by, I don't know. Can we say fisted? You can yeah, say oh, yeah. fisted. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, fisted uh, <laughs> by by the, the, the weebs, you know? Well, in... That's another thing you run into. You got games that allow it, games that don't, which are, is baffling at this point because all games should. Mm-hmm. And um, then you got people saying, it's not just a switch you can turn on and off. That's not true. Um, that's been proven. Fortnite has proven that. Like They accidentally turned on crossplay way before it, it got enabled. Yeah, I remember that. And you had a PlayStation and Xbox somehow make it on the same team. And then like, oh, our bad mistake. Yep. It was a test. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of that's due to, you know, the last two generations of consoles are all x86 architecture. They're all just PCs anyways. So like, you know, it, you learn as you, <laughs> oh, that's a terrible sound. I, I told you. Please leave it in. Please. Leave I will. It in. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so like when when they go to build it, obviously like they build just one version of it, and then especially like if it's Unity, for example, mm-hmm. right inside of Unity, you build your project, and then you can build it out and deploy it to different packages. Like if you're an approved PlayStation developer, you have access to the PlayStation one. You could deploy it to a PS one, but like it's all the same file it's just that you would then separate them out for the binaries and stuff but theoretically it's like if they're all just connecting to the same ip address for matchmaking there's no reason there's no reason why it can't so yeah the fact that they accidentally did it proved like it's not really that hard it just came down to getting the okay from the platform holders and getting them to back off and say okay that's fine you know. and that was intentional right like yeah. they turned it yeah. on by accident intentionally yeah. to, to prove when, a point yeah. when you're playing a cross-platform game let's say Fortnite, just because that's what i play yeah can you tell what system a player is yeah. playing on how yeah. Typically, they have little icons next to your name. Gotcha. It'll show it. So okay. it, it'll be like. I guess I've never noticed that. Xbox has the Xbox logo. Sure. Um, PlayStation is like a controller. So then- well, yeah. So fun fact. This is. It's funny. My wife. I, I've been working on building a game of my own, and so like That's right. as, as I, I was gonna work on these things, too. and my my poor wife. I love her to death. She's <laughs> super supportive. She has to hear me like ramble. You know, I get like an idea in the middle of the night, and I like wait. I want to talk. I want to talk to you about it. So you it's kind of like Austin and right so, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so we were just talking about this the other day, but like it's what you're talking about. So for me on destiny, if somebody's on PlayStation, they have the PlayStation logo. If they're on Xbox, it's a controller because even though we know that that's Xbox, like Sony, the Sony version of it is not licensed to use the trademark of the Xbox thing. So, and that's why you'll see like, that's why like on PlayStation, if you're on, if you're on PC, you see like a, like a keyboard and mouse or whatever. But if you're on Xbox and they're on like the windows store, you'll see the windows logo because they're licensed to say that, or like even, even steam versus the Epic, you know, like they just show that because they're not allowed to show each other. So I always, I always find that stuff kind of like fascinating where we know who it is, 
but it doesn't directly say like this is an Xbox person. Sure, you know? mm-hmm. sure. I real quick want to go back to the enormous size of the PS5 because <laughs> when Jordan was in here uh, from Too Many Words, he looked at your uh, mini fridge and he, was, <laughs> and he thought he that was, was the yeah, Xbox. He was like, he's never seen an Xbox uh, Xbox Series X in person, nope. so he was like, is that how big it is? And I was like. Why the fuck would anyone think that that is the actual size of the Xbox? And then you look at that and you're like, oh, I can see it. Yeah, okay, I can see I understand. it. Yeah. yeah, we had to look up. There it is. It's yeah, right I've, there. <laughs> I've had that a couple. I have one of those too. Uh, David Day got, got it yeah. for me. And and it's sitting down. I haven't plugged it in yet, but it's sitting down next to my TV and I keep meaning to do something with it. And my Series X is like on the other side of the table behind the TV by my desk. It's You can't really see it unless you're looking for it. So people have said like, Oh my god! Like, is that the, is that the <laughs> Xbox? It's like, I know you guys were scared about the red ring of death happening again, but it's not that big, right? <laughs> and then your wife does she also game as well? Um, so asterisk yes. Okay, so so bless her heart, she really wants to. Um, she gets really sick at first person stuff, like really like motion like sick. So oh, we sure. we fight about who's gonna drive. In most couples, it's like I want to drive, I want to drive. For us, it's I don't want to drive because, or I want to drive so that I'm not in the passenger seat throwing up. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. That is my huge thing. It's like I promise it's not like a dude thing where I just yeah. I have to drive. It's like I get motion mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were in Minneapolis. What was it, like three, four weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and. I thought this man was gonna, we, we went eight miles and then he was in the back seat. I'm I, sitting I here drove. like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I didn't think homie, homie was going to make it. Oh, I made uh, it. And it's yeah. crazy because I never used to have, that, but I, I also realized like, I think it had just been so long. There was a long period of time where, you know, it was just me. So I just drove everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it had been so long since I'd been in the passenger seat that it never occurred to me now. And now it's like, we plan out when we're going to go somewhere. So I have time to take Dramamine and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's ridiculous. I'm very lucky that Heather has started prepping for anything like that. She's like, mm. all right, we have a little travel aid kit strictly for you. So you don't up Chuck all over the place. So I haven't actually, we haven't actually puked it, but there's been a, there's been a couple. Yeah. There's been a couple. Um, all right, so moving on. Uh, you used to host Post Game Lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you guys get that started? And when was around the time that you guys just decided like it's sure? Um, so I, I moved here. I'm not originally from here. Obviously, I'm, I'm from Omaha uh, or outside of Ooh. Omaha. <laughs> I love you, Omaha, kind of. I'm from a little town outside of Omaha called Trainer, but it's just easy on on the Iowa side. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Trainer. So I'm a, what? Yeah, you should have said Trainer. I'm from a 1A school as well, so we played you guys a lot. Where did you come from? Uh, Nottoway Valley, Greenfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where he came oh, from, shit. too. Kind of. Okay. Until he fucking fucked off to dcg but okay okay Only my senior year yeah wow you transferred your senior year. that would uh, suck no right? so i finished my junior year and before i started my senior year, i went to dcg you we could have graduated with 69 people in our class had you stayed nice i know had Almost you nice. stayed or if roy crawford wouldn't have uh uh dropped out to pursue a professional boxing career fucking roy fucking roy <sighs> Yeah. That never went anywhere, did it? No. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity, they yeah. call it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so so I'm from Trainer and um and Menards. I don't know 
I don't know how many people listen to this that are not from, you know, the, the heartland of America, um, where, where we're dedicated to service and quality, but there's a, there's a, uh, <laughs> God's there's, country. <laughs> there's a giant home improvement chain that if you think of like a Home Depot or a Lowe's that's, that exists in about 15 states here in the Midwest based out of, uh, Wisconsin. And so I, they allowed me to travel around and I, and I went down to Kansas city for a year and a half. And then I was like, well, I like not living at home, but I kind of besides the barbecue like kansas city fucking sucks you know what i mean <laughs> like fair. i could just have barbecue whenever i wanted but like Mickey, i'm so just, sorry <laughs> it was, like it's it's a cool place to visit they got that they got the brewery or whatever it's fine <laughs> so i was like go chiefs my a couple of my sisters had moved out here to des moines and i was like i can i'm gonna try to transfer up there so I at right about that time the Grime store had a, a GM position open an AGM position and I went to go like I wanted to go for their plumbing manager spot and he was like why the fuck aren't you applying to be my AGM I was like oh I I, mean, I didn't think I was ready and so it ended up working out and so then I got to come up here and not long um not long after uh JC who who was the the host of Post Game Lobby he and I had known each other since high school he went to Glenwood another another yep, southwest course. iowa school and and we we had a bunch of mutual friends um i i was in band i was a band geek and really good friends with their band since our band directors were brothers two and for two. so leave it in and so uh that then led to that was you know back in my day and this is 2004, 2005, there's this game called Halo 2. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Uh, I'm well-versed. And so, and so... Hey, fuck you. I haven't played it yet, all right? I got other things on my fucking mind, all right? Wait, 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 wait. I got a successful shit. fucking podcast to host. You haven't played Halo 2? I played Halo 1, and I... Oh, I'm, we're going to circle back to that, because that's going to be another story for us. I see why you have him sit all the way over there now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a long um, table in the middle of us so we don't fucking fight I each mean, other. Since you haven't been here, I mean, you can... Oh, I know. I was going to say, like, I have that one. I have that one. And I got the Marcus Phoenix one. I got a funny yep. story about the Marcus Phoenix one. But um, so so system week parties. And so, like, we, we, all, we, all, we all start hanging out because of band. And then it turns out, like, this whole group is really into it. So I go out there to play a couple times. And there's this JC kid. And, um, Fuck that guy. And so, you know, we kind of became friends and then went off in our separate directions in life. And, and then right after I moved here, he goes... Hey, um, so I got this like podcast that I, you know, I've kind of started it Hell and then yeah. it drifted off and we're like, we want to reboot it. Do you want, you know, he's like, I see that you post video game new stuff all the time. He's like, do you want to, do you want to do that? And I was like, hell yeah. So we started, you know, and, and I was, I was really into podcasts like from IGN, like beyond and yeah. podcasts unlocked and stuff. So I was like, I think we can do this. And we did it for about a year. Uh, it was weekly for the first probably six months and then, you know, stuff, stuff happens, things come up. We had talked about doing a live show and stuff and it was kind of at that point where I, you know, I'm already working 50 hours a week and, I, and this is where I'm going to make excuses. I'm already working 50 hours a week and it's like a schedule that's all over the place and then I was like trying to take some computer classes. I met the wonderful person who's now my wife. Hell you know, yeah. and, and you have to like spend time with them or whatever, you know, and whatever. <laughs> and and then also I have to play like thirty hours of Destiny a week. So like uh, like something's gotta give, you know. Priorities. So it eventually got to the point where and, and like I said, I love JC. I love it. I loved doing it. We had Kevin on probably the last, I don't know, four or five episodes because we kinda we had an yeah. open third chair and and he was really interested in doing it and it was great. But it was like I'm now 
spending more time talking about playing video games every week than I am playing them. And with everything else and like preparing for the wedding and then figuring out what I wanted to do career wise and all of that, like I was like, something has to go. So I think we've done one or two, like, you know, maybe game of the year ones or like post E3 ones. And and we were talking about doing one at the end of the year this last year, Kevin, and I really wanted to do it. We can do it. JC said, you have my blessing. He's like, if you want me on the episode, I'll be there. I you remember, know. so I remember like when it kind of just fell off and ended, mm-hmm. um, I remember Kevin saying that you guys were thinking about bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the discussions at the end of it was, um, rather than have it still be your podcast, you were going to basically make it open-ended so anyone yeah. can contribute and yeah. make it there under the banner of Post Game Lobby. Yeah, yeah, because it it's kind of all based off of the Discord server, right? Yeah. It was because it originally just started as JC and a bunch of his other, the other, I call them the other Glenwood Halo kids that I, that I like. Shout out to Greg, Stabell and all those guys. Um, so that was kind of how it started. Like they were just, they would get together for little video chats on discord and talk about it. And so that's kind of where, where the community came from. So he said, listen guys, if you're in the server here, you have an episode, you want to talk about it, do whatever. That's fine. Um, we just, I, I mean, I'm going to, again, a, a lot of it's on me, you know, because I just, I, I haven't, I haven't made the time to do it. That's what I would say. Sure. Uh, I, I do miss it. I really did enjoy it. Like it was one of those, I would dread, I would dread getting to it because it's like I get off work, I'm exhausted, I know I got to do this thing, which means I got to like set up my microphone, and then we would be in the middle of doing it, and I would have so much fun. Oh, dude, I was just about to say the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like even today, yeah. like we started an hour later than we usually do, and even then, I was like, I have no desire to get out of bed today. Yeah. And I then like the minute I step foot in this mm-hmm. apartment, I'm like, let's, let's fucking, fucking go. go. Yeah. My current excuse is the the game that I'm working. I mean, I just it's like, and then. We had our daughter. She was born yeah. in, in September, and that's a whole thing. It was being a dad, I guess. That, that was cool. another thing I was going to yeah. ask you. How's that going? Oh, it's fantastic. She's, I mean, she's wonderful. Um, she was born with a cleft palate. So we, we, and basically it's just like the whole roof of her mouth just doesn't exist. Uh, so we spent the first 46 days in the NICU. She Jesus. was maybe a week early. She wasn't really that super early. Um, but that, so her... Basically, like her jaw had not grown all the way out, so that was causing her tongue to stick up and kind of block her airway. We also think they, and by we I mean the doctors, <laughs> <laughs> like they also think that because the tongue was there, like that's what caused the roof of her mouth to not grow. So it's like this like sure. cascading series of events, and so she had to have while she was in there, they they like surgically put in some jacks, and they would they kept her asleep for a week and a half, but they would basically move it out about a millimeter a day. So they're literally wow. like pushing her jaw. And like we took before pictures and after pictures and it's, it's super noticeable. Um, and so after that, we got to bring her home. She's been home since November, like not right, right before Thanksgiving probably. And um, a week from tomorrow, they're going to take the jacks out. So it'll be awesome. Oh, wow. they, was, cool. they, they hadn't, you know, they hadn't adjusted them in months since she was actually in there, but they leave them in there to continue to make sure the bones sure. grow. Um, so it's been fantastic. It's definitely been, I, I, I always say like, it's been a challenge, but I can't imagine that there are kids that are not a challenge in one way or another. You know what I mean? Like every, every parent it doesn't, they don't know. They don't know what they're getting themselves into until they go and they do it. Clearly, you know, we always thought that our parents had it all figured out and they knew everything. And I realized, like, my parents didn't know I get shit. It now. And they are—they are wonderful human beings. But so it's 
It's going very well. Your parents are wonderful human beings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's it like to like your parents? Is it cool? <laughs> like, is it fun? It I always sounds feel fun. weird. So I'm 36, and, and like, right as I met Erin, like, it was about a year after her parents got a divorce. They'd been married for 30, 30 40 some fucking years at that point. And, and it's weird. I always feel weird because I'm the one whose parents aren't divorced. Like they still like each other, you know, like they're, they're just going to be stuck together for forever. And that always seems so weird now. So (laughs) it's crazy. What I would say is it's pretty great. I love my parents. They're awesome. My parents were never married. (laughs) Bastards. Um, (laughs) Okay. You said you're 36 and Mm -hmm. you were in band and you went Mm -hmm. to trainer. Mm -hmm. What year did you graduate high school? Oh, six. Oh, six. Like a year before me. What did you play in band? What didn't I play in band? Okay. Ooh. Ooh. A little bit we, of saxophone. I bet we've been in the same building before. Probably. Because Trainer hosted, if I remember right, Trainer hosted some solo ensemble contest when I was in high school. Yeah. So what? concert band? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. There was a few years. There was one year that it was at Mo Valley. I do remember. I remember that one. But so. 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 I don't think I've ever been to Mo Valley for a band, but my uncle was a vocal music teacher in Logan Magnolia. Oh, yeah. So I went out to Missouri Valley a lot, but Mm -hmm. it was like, because he was an assistant basketball coach as well. So Mm -hmm. I saw his girls play at Mo Valley. Sure. And I think there's a Runza in Mo Valley, and that's all I really care about. (laughs) Oh, I fucking love Runza. Oh, man. You ever had Runza? I don't think so. It is an Omaha staple, my friend. All right. Mm. So it's like the most delicious bread you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And they stuff it with like ground beef, cheese. You got to get the cheese ones and cabbage and like spices. Which is like a German. German? Yeah, probably. Probably. I would never, I would never touch cabbage with your dick. You know what I mean? Like, like I would never be, but it, like if you put it in a cheesy sourdoughy pocket of goodness, yeah, yeah, yeah and, it, and it costs five cents because it's only five degrees out. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, All I just right, want to point out that like you just met this man in person, and the respect that you have for his dick already mm-hmm. is very important. Oh, it's huge, huge ween. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> imagine dragons. Ooh, <laughs> these nuts. Um, yeah, in band, so. I started in clarinet in fifth grade and I kind of like, I was like, eh, this is, you know, it's fine or whatever. And then like I hit junior high and I, it was a combination of things where it got to be jazz band season. And my band director was like, Oh, you, you've played piano since you were five. What about the bass guitar? And I was like, it's pretty cool, I guess. (laughs) So I started like doing that. And then I was like, Oh, I can just, come down to the band room and Mm -hmm. fuck around on all my study halls oh and so then that led to i learned how to play saxophone learned how to play trumpet like i became like the band kid and so then you get to high school and i think uh so it was always it was the sousaphone in marching band season hell yeah yeah. um and then concert band i played the baritone horn and then i played bass during jazz band and i i accidentally got into choir so so like we had we had vocal and i wasn't good but like we had vocal music in elementary school and it was taught by the same guy so you get to junior high and i was like i hate singing shit's stupid i don't want to do it well i don't know if they auto signed me up or something but it was like we get to like two weeks in and the guidance counselor is like why haven't you showed up to choir this whole time? Like, why the fuck would I do that? And then, like, I had been signed up for choir and was ducking yeah. it. So then I just like, I better, I better go try it. And I was like, oh, this is actually fun. And so then I fucking stayed in choir all the way through. I think I sang choir in college a little bit. Like, yeah. it's great. Same. So uh, I started band in fifth grade and I started on trombone. Okay. Uh-huh. And I quit in eighth grade because I hated Mr. Wood. 
Dude. I loved his daughter, but I hated <laughs> Mr. Wood. What's up, Ashley? Um, What's up, Ashley? Beautiful, beautiful lady. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, Short brunette? Yeah. Ashley Wood Rivera. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 And then I found out, so she married, like, a Hispanic dude. And, like, I'm not Hispanic, but I look like every Hispanic person ever. Like, just an amalgamation of all of them. Uh, So I was like, I could have had a chance. Uh, Besides the fact that I'm, like, short and fat and a little gay. But other than that... I would have had a chance. Not the point I'm trying to make in this story. We uh, live in the melting pot. We do. Uh, I am the melting pot. Um, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is that I quit because I didn't like Mr. Wood. So then my junior or the summer before my junior year, I'm, I'm friends with literally everyone I know is in band. So Jack Stamper, Matt Freeze, Christine Dunn, like all of my friends are in band. And they're like, you should be in band. And I was like, I can't read music. And then the director was like, can you read rhythm? And I was like, yeah, but you have to, much like what you were saying, when I was in fifth grade, they wouldn't put you on drum line. They wouldn't put you on percussion unless you had piano lessons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't know how to play the piano. And uh, our band director, Jared O'Donnell, at the time was like, who the fuck told you you needed to know how to play piano? And I was like, that's just what I was told. And he was like, no. So the summer before I, I went to, yeah, I went to uh, like a band camp yeah. at my school mm-hmm. for a week. And they were like, yeah, you're just going to play bass drum for two years. Yeah. So junior, senior year, I played bass drum. I was in choir the whole time. That's like what my family's known for. We're not athletes, but we can sing our asses oh, off. Yeah. So. I know we've talked about this before, but do you um, remember the one time that I went to a band thing with you? Do you remember what happened with that? You got stuffed in a bass yeah. drum. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> so, okay, okay. In a, in a bass drum carrier, so not in the, the actual oh, drum okay. itself. So I mean, here's it would be so much funnier if it was at the actual bigger, drum. But how, still. Did I, how did I come along to that? Because you had to be in band, and I wasn't in band. And it was a, It had to have been like a band and choir together Ooh, competition. But I really wasn't in choir. Remember? I Before we had our first know. choir thing, Jack Stimper fucked me over, and I got kicked out. That's true. Um, I like the idea that this whole experience is so traumatic. He's like, how did I get there? Well, you well, tell I me how I, I legitimately don't like, remember. I don't remember why you were there. Yeah. Because it wasn't I. at, it would make sense if it was at Nottoway Valley and you were just there. Because we did host some solo ensemble contests. It wasn't because we, we traveled out to this. I, I don't remember what. The thing I do remember is I got convinced by Austin and uh, our friend Tom to um jump acquaintance tom jump into a bass drum case Mm. and we thought it'd be really funny Mm -hmm. and so we wheeled myself around and we thought it'd be really funny to uh like if we did that and i popped out in front of this one girl from another school Mm -hmm. blonde girl super cute her name was tanya don't ask how i remember that i don't know okay let's hold on I need to interrupt you. Okay. You don't remember how you got to the function, mm-hmm. but you remember some <laughs> inconsequential bitch's name from 2005. So here's the thing. This is why I remember it. Because Uh-oh. she was super... I wouldn't say she was impressed, but she thought it was really funny. And so somehow Tom convinced me to get her number, and I got her number. And uh, I contacted her after, and... We talked for a little while over the phone and, and stuff like that. I remember because the first time I called her, um, her older sister answered. And I was like, you know, being a stupid high school kid, I, I got super nervous about this girl. I was like, 
is uh, Tanya there? And she goes, who is this? I'm like, oh, um, I'm Trevor. Uh, I met her at a band thing. Um, she gave me her number and, you know, and she's like, huh. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Trevor. Like, okay. Do you like my sister? Uh, yeah, she, she's pretty cool. She's like, that's not what I'm asking. Do you, do you like my sister? Yeah. All right. Treat her good. <laughs> Don't break her heart. I'm like, I love how she's like, what are your intentions with my sister? <laughs> Essentially, you right? 15 year old virgin. <laughs> Isn't this your dad's job? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, yep. We talked a few times after that, and then it just kind of fell off. But like, I just remember that interaction and her dad's job. <laughs> Listen, if she's giving her numbers out to random boys popping out of bass drum cases, <laughs> that's real fatherless behavior. It <laughs> is not in the picture. But yeah, I mean, that's what I remember. I just don't remember how I got. To <laughs> I don't, remember I don't even remember to. where it was. Oh, it had to have been in the southwest Iowa because we never traveled any further than that. Yeah, true. I mean, that's like me getting recruited to be part of cross country, but not actually being in cross country. Were you a manager? Yeah. Oh. But, well, B always wanted me to be in cross country because he's like, you got that build. Yeah. You're a, you're a slender, lanky kid. Yeah, he that never, was, yeah but I don't want to die. <laughs> he never said that to me. <laughs> he was never like, you got the right build for it. He was just like... Oh, we need we need yeah, something. Yeah, you're just like I like you. You're you're, you're, you're the you're diversity hire. Yeah, I I, trust, I ran uh, junior varsity like all four years. Never once even sniffed varsity, but I was team captain my junior and senior year. And he was just like, I'm making you team captain because like you uh you keep the morale high. And I was like, because I'm fucking stupid and funny, funny. You're Do in you, charge because you tell good jokes. Pretty you, much. Were you in soccer as well? I don't think One you were. year. I was One only of my junior year because uh, I was friends with Fernando because Fernando thought I could speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember. So we had a foreign exchange student from Chile and he mm. came and like I was the first person he latched to talk onto to. You. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. Speak. You're you're like one of two brown kids here. Yeah, but he he ended up being in band and choir and like all the things that I was in. And then he was like, "You should be in soccer." And I was like, "All right, I should be in soccer." I was like, "I guess." I was fucking terrible. So, but, um, so that's the beauty of like going to small schools. It's like you can just go can out for anything. whatever you want. Like you can you, do everything. You're not getting beat out for the fucking golf team. Yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's clearly favorites. Like, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. happens, but yeah. like, do you remember? Well, um, there's favorites, and then there's also just people that are way more athletic and talented mm-hmm. than I am. Right. Well, do you remember that one time? That you, well, you may greatest sound in the world you know what's funny is before we started recording i'm like make sure not to put that on the table because it'll make a sound and then this motherfucker just a millimeter away from the mic was like watch what i can do shit Um, was deep (laughs) um do you remember uh when like half the team got fucking red carded were you there for that do you remember what happened uh, I don't. Do you remember when Dylan Schindelar broke a kid's neck from West Central Valley? I do. Just kicked the goalie right in the neck. So, oh so it, I, what sport is this? Soccer. <laughs> so it, I, it wasn't the same, um, the same instance, but I think it was the same year, right? Uh, I remember. It, I don't think it was. Um, 
Fuck. Uh, Academy. Um, Clorinda Academy. Clorinda. I was I just going to say that. I don't think it was Clorinda. That's where the go, right? Every, that game scared the fuck out of me. I'm yeah. glad they didn't put me in. Those I'm are like, the ones where you're like, should we stay on the bus? Oh, like, oh yeah. and that's the crazy thing, too. The refs were all like... Um, Prison guards. <laughs> yeah, they... It's like the final scene of The Longest Yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, but it was one game. I remember. I remember um, this. A whole fight broke out because a kid from the other team. Again, I don't think it was Clorinda. I think it was another team. But um, this kid had fouled one of our guys, and um, Seth. Uh, um, Groves. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Seth Groves lost his shit because he was varsity but he was mm-hmm. one of the captains and um fouled one of our guys seth ran out there started losing his shit fucking headbutted the dude in the chest and um it it turned out into a fight like like i i don't think i was playing that year no it doesn't sound familiar at all i know I do me, remember me jordan ray um matt hall yeah um mike ernst yeah yeah, I uh, the funniest thing I remember from our, my year playing soccer is we we're on a bus and we stopped at like on our way back we stopped at like a gas station and Dylan Schindler bought a banana <laughs> and he ate it and then just fucking chucked the peel out the window and Seth and or Sam Gross's dad was our coach mm-hmm. I think no 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 it was Matt Hall's dad no Matt Hall's dad was our coach Matt Hall's dad was our coach and, and then uh, later on um Huff was yes so Matt Hall's dad was like what the fuck are you doing go pick that up and then Dylan Schindler with a straight face and like a puppy dog look in his eyes was like it's biodegradable <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna uh, plant a banana tree in the middle so, of southwest yeah. Iowa oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was what a fun year <laughs> I remember, so I remember. Uh, I kept trying to convince Huff to let me be on varsity. Let me let me be starter on varsity, and I kept because you know we had the the different the forward centers, um, all that, and I wanted to be the that one position that they allowed to run around and basically be yeah. every position, right? Yeah. And um, I kept asking, and begging, and begging, and begging. Finally, he let me do it one game fucking crushed it um it it was it was just a great time for me i felt like a fucking king and then when you know at the end of every year they'll do like team recognition and i remember him going uh trevor begged me all year to let him start varsity let him let him do one game at this position and so finally i let it let him do it and i i don't think i've ever seen someone commit to proving himself that he could do it than him it was probably one of the nicest things i could have gotten out of out of him and then um he followed it up with but until (laughs) uh until uh, halftime when he slide tackled someone and, <laughs> and we had to take him out. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, 
right. Uh, what was uh, Huff's youngest boy's name? He had a boy. Yeah, I just remember he had Mary. So many boys. <laughs> I just remember yeah. Mary. So it was uh, it was the brother that was in like my brother's class. But anyway, he played with us. Uh, he was a freshman when we were juniors. I cannot think of his name. Fuck. Anyway, uh, I remember the year that I was in soccer, he had the greatest goal I've ever seen anyone score in my life. Was it the bicycle? Uh, no. Uh, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. No. Yeah. Chad Jensen. Chad Jensen kicked the ball, looked like it was going in. Kenneth. Kenneth Huff stood right in front of it. It hit him in the face and then went in. <laughs> so he got this sick header. By just being in the right place, the wrong place at the right time. Because he got fucking nailed. It's like a Scott Sterling. And when he woke up, he was like, why is everybody celebrating? <laughs> why am I missing teeth? <laughs> he's like, I did it. Oh, man. So, uh, I, actually, one thing I did want to talk to you about was, um, I kind of want to circle back to Destiny real quick, because... As I've said before, um, we as as gamers as, as players are are gaming good. The industry is oh, yeah. not, and I think that's pretty apparent with the um, six thousand layoffs in the first twenty eight days. Fuck, dude, yeah. there's that. Um, Bungie's layoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Microsoft's layoffs, which they laid off like nineteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And just that was just from the Xbox division between you know Bethesda ABK a lot of it was a lot yeah. of it was redundant positions so they they laid off 18,000 last year and that was like some of 343 got hit but that was all across Microsoft whereas the ones this year are just Xbox related and, yeah see that's the <clears> thing too because um I don't remember who said it but it was um you know one of the big wigs that, that basically said like that's that's pretty typical. I'm like, maybe not make it fucking typical. Right. What did, I mean, Sony, um, was it Sony or Nintendo that took pay cuts? So they didn't have to do that. Uh, they, the, the one that keeps going around now is talking about Iwata, Mr. Iwata yeah. at Nintendo. He would very That's famously right. did that. Like the, the execs cut their bonuses back and he took like a 50% pay cut one year when they were, when they were getting dunked on, I don't remember if any of the Sony folks did that or not. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is unfortunately that it just it, it's what happens with mergers and acquisitions and well, and the bigger, I mean, the bigger problem with it because it's not it's not even just Xbox with their you know they had the biggest the biggest acquisition deal yeah. almost in U.S. history, if not. Yeah. Right. It was sixty nine or sixty eight billion dollars yeah. last Christ. year for Activision Blizzard King, and so, but all these other studios and publishers are also having these problems, and a lot of it is is really is due to you know in twenty twenty everybody thought the world was going to end, everybody thought that they were going to be trapped in their houses, so everybody went out and bought a million switches and a million PS fours and stuff, which is great, and and the gaming industry boomed because all of these people were like stuck in their houses and wanted to be connected to other people. So they staffed up to try to, you know, counteract that, especially like in a case where they were also finding out, oh, like we have to learn how to make games from our houses. You know, normally it's like, 
I got a problem with this art. I can walk two hallways over and light somebody up or whatever. Yep. But we have to all now be able to do it. So they they like bet heavy on that and everybody hired up a bunch of people. Well, now here we are two or three years later and it's calmed down a little bit. And that's why last year had record, record layoffs and stuff like that at the beginning of the year because they're like, we, we overdid it. You know, and this yeah. is, I think... I don't want to justify it. It still sucks. It still sucks because thousands of very talented people are out on their ass because of nothing that they did wrong. I just, but, I, I hate the fact that they were so dismissive of it just by being so nonchalant about it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's pretty typical. Like, well, they, it and doesn't they, have to be. They're they're trying to downplay it. I mean, they're because they had their earnings call. Microsoft yeah. just had their earnings call, and they I read an article that I, I don't know if it was GameSpot or somebody was talking about how they like very carefully tiptoed around, you know, we're expecting projections and stuff to be up because of the events of last week or like they, they were like literally talking about all these people losing their job and stuff like that, but they wouldn't even say it, you know, to their, to their shareholders and stuff like that. Cause I mean, a lot of, a lot of times when you have bad news, where does it hit? It hits it's like, in your shares. It's and, like trigger words. Like yeah. we, we got to avoid saying yeah. these things so it doesn't freak people out. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then it, but then it just comes off as they don't care. They're you know like I don't imagine that Phil Spencer was like hell yeah we're gonna fucking cut two thousand people's jobs. Like I'm sure that he didn't want to make that decision. It needed to be made, and clearly it needs to be made all the way across the whole industry as well. And see, I I'm not trying to sound biased by any means, but I think with Phil Spencer, basically, um. The way he just handled everything has been amazing to me. Um, he's been very transparent about things. And, like, good example. Redfall came out, and he's just like... <laughs> we shit the bed. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, Red, Redfall, but Redfall should have been canceled the moment they acquired Bethesda and they saw that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I guess props to them for letting, you know, was it Arcane? It was Arcane. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... It wasn't the studio that made Dishonored. It was the other one, like Arcane Austin or something like that. And it's like, I, you know, they gave them the chance to do their thing, but it's like from the way that that game came out, it either needed another three years or it should have just been canceled the moment Microsoft saw the project. See, I personally would have. The thing is, yes, Redfall should have been canceled. Um, I was excited about it, but. um, What is Redfall? It's like a four player. Think vampire. of it like Left 4 Dead, but vampires. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's probably okay. a good, yeah. But it came out last, so obviously it had the name Arcane on it, who's famous for Dishonored and and sure. things like that. Yeah, like Deathloop. they they have a really yeah Deathloop, like they have a really good reputation and a name for making great games like that. But this is kind of their I don't want to say their B team because they're still probably very talented. But this yeah this game came out last year and it was just. It was it tanked, and it was it was ahead of Starfield, mm-hmm. and so that's when everybody was like, "Well, fuck!" If Redfall was like that, like what's Starfield gonna be like? And then, and it turned out to be pretty good and be okay, but it was it didn't look good for the beginning part of the year, right? And I just I, I like the fact that, that Phil's been transparent pretty much about everything. So like when he says, "Hey, um, you know, layoffs this, layoffs that," I feel like I can trust his word over. I don't know the way Sony handles their shit. I mean, Sony's very much like we're going to try to pass the buck as much as we can. Well, if you're, are you, so you're talking about the bungee layoffs, not just the bungee layoffs, but like 
Because there haven't there. What I would say is there haven't been that. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's none. I, I'm trying to remember if there were some in Insomniac or it was just that leak showed that they were probably going to have to. Like Insomniac released Spider-Man Two and it sold what seven million copies in the first month or whatever. Like that's a lot of money at seventy dollars mm. a piece. So like the fact that they would still need layoffs to do stuff like kind of shows the dire situation because part of it's that these games cost so much to make now, especially if you're making big blockbusters. But like the the bungee one, and and I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no, you're good. Like the bungee one, I, you know, Sony Sony's a company. They make shitty decisions sometimes. In this particular case, I do think that one was on Bungie because what what the stories that have come out is so like when they first announced that they were going to purchase them, Bungie very right away was like, hey. We are going to be owned by Sony, but we are maintaining our independence and our ability to make decisions. All of our games are going to come out on every platform. We're not going to say, you know, there's not going to be any PlayStation exclusive Destiny content anymore. We did away with that years ago. We're not going back to that. Our future games, which we now know as Marathon and whatever yep. that other project is that they're working on, those are going to come to Xbox. Like, yes, you know, we're going to help Sony out by looking at all their games as a service games, but they're basically leaving us alone. So, as we learn more information later on, it's because the way that they have it all set up is that their board is five people, three people from Bungie and two people from Sony. So right now, if Bungie wants to, they can outvote Sony on anything that they want to do, right? And no matter, no matter what happens. But there's apparently a clause in there that says, if you don't meet these performance targets, like with Destiny or whatever, it, you know, the, the, the games that you have out there that are supposed to be making money... Sony reserves the right to wipe that board and install one of their own. So then, then Bungie loses their independence, right? So from what it sounds like, these these layoffs were actually initiated by Bungie to try to cut back and make sure that they don't lose control of the company. So I guess in a way that is kind of Sony, but it was not like Sony came to the door and said, you guys got to start firing people because Destiny's not doing well right now. They they very much it sounds like they very much did it to make sure that they could continue to make their own decisions. So, uh you actually kind of hit on what I wanted to talk about though, mm-hmm. which was um when they started doing layoffs and people were asking them, "Well, why don't we do this instead?" like um like why not why not take pay cuts to 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 help with that? And yeah. it, it was the most bullshit response I've ever heard, and it made me lose a lot of respect for them. Which was, we're not that kind of company. That's not what we do. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not a good look. Definitely not. No. A good look. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, you got like when they started, uh, when they started um, changing things around the time. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the expansion. Uh, just this last one. The last one, Lightfall. Yeah. Lightfall, thank you. Um, well, you know, when Lightfall came around, they were like, hey, we're going to shift focus away. We're not going to be really be supporting um, these modes. So, like, we're not going to be supporting Gambit anymore. Yeah. And 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 it was a bullshit reason. They, they were like, hey, uh, we're not going to support Gambit because we're not seeing the engagement we want. Yeah. You're not seeing the engagement because you're not doing anything with it. I agree, and that's a and that's a really hot point for a lot of the community. Like, you know, there's two maps that have been stuck in the content vault for 
two years or three years since they took him away for Gambit. I mean, it's like we only, so we only have what, four, four or five to begin with. Like if you're not supporting it, yeah, exactly. Like people are going to stop playing it. And personally, I like Gambit more than Crucible. I, I, it's definitely, I, I have to be in the mood for Gambit. I have to be in the mood and, and I think you really have to have at least one teammate that, you know, like regular crucible, you can have a great time just jumping in and it's just, it's just deathmatch or whatever it is. But I feel like Gambit is so based on making sure you have, so if you're not, I guess you're probably not familiar. So <clears throat> Gambit came out in the Forsaken expansion, which was in 2018, fall of 2018, which is a very highly regarded time in destiny's history. Mm-hmm. And it's a PVPVE mode. So you have two teams of four, and they both start on their own identical separate versions of the same map. And the goal, it's kind of, I always explain it that it's like, it's a race to basically steal the kid's lunch money and then kill dad when he comes to stop you. So, yeah. so <laughs> that sounds fucking sick. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. And then, and but, we might get him into destiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, they just say. you just run around and like, it'll spawn, it'll spawn sets of ads like in, in the same locations as it goes on. And they all drop like coins or moats is what they're called but you pick them up and you go and you stuff them into the bank in the middle and once you hit a certain amount it spawns the final boss so then it's a race to kill them before the other team has done theirs and you can do things like so when you you bank a certain amount of moats it sends out blockers which stop the it shuts their bank down and they have to kill these ads on their side before they can then go back to depositing the moats but the the huge draw is uh, there's a portal that pops open which uh, allows one person from, say, your team to go into the portal and go into their world and try to attack the other team. And get them to drop their moats if you kill them. You're you're only in there for, it's either 30 seconds or you get killed or or you get four, yeah, you get four kills, then it'll send you back over. So yeah, the goal, and and like you can see the markers of where they are and how many moats. So it's like, Hmm. of course, I'm going to target the guy with 15. Like, right. absolutely, I'm going to do that. So there's kind of that, we have to stop killing stuff and find this invader because if he causes us to drop 45 moats, we're fucked. You know what I mean? And so it's kind Which of that. Which we've, we've yeah. both done. Oh, dude. Oh, team wipes feel so good. Yeah. Back in the day when, um, what the fuck was that? I can't even think what it's called. The rocket launcher that comes from Deepstone Crypt where it's almost like a, like a Sam a SAM missile, you like, you like lock onto them and it shoots a bunch kind of short in the air and then they like turn and redirect and it's like a cluster uh, rocket. Not Wardlip coil? Not that one. Not that one. But it was, that thing let me, was let a me, fucking Let me pull up my vault and see if I can You could wipe it. the whole team with one or two shots. Plus if you then like saved your super, I've gotten like five or six kills because I'll kill three of them and then they all respawn and I throw my Nova bomb and it kills another three of them. And you're like, <laughs> it feels so good. Oh no, it's been so long. I haven't signed. <laughs> I need to sign back in. I could oh, find cool. it. Yeah, somebody would be able to tell me what it is. But it's the rocket, la- the exotic rocket launcher that comes from the Deepstone Crypt raid. But so, anyways, that's what Gambit is, and it's like it was. It was super loved when it came out. They've gone through a couple different versions where there was there was a there was a season that was all focused on. Eyes of Tomorrow. That's the one. Yes. That's the one. Yes, it's perfect. a cool dude. That that thing was sick. I was gonna guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Rocket McRocket face. Yeah. Well, and then Gallerhorn, when Gallerhorn was brought back, that brought that that was a chaotic time too. But that that's really good against single targets. This was just like you could wipe two groups of people if you nice. aimed it right. It felt that's really another good. game mode, Dares of Eternity. Just got <clears throat> like they made a huge deal about it and just It's still in there. 
I know, uh, well, but, but and that was just that was just part of the 30th anniversary content, kind of to give us something to do. The fact that it's actually still in there and it drops pinnacles is actually really impressive to me. I'm surprised wait, they still do it. 30th anniversary? Bungie's 30th anniversary. Oh Sorry. God, I was like, uh, Destiny's been out for 30 no, years. No, no, no. no so, no. so Bungie um, was originally responsible for Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. before that, yeah, yeah, myth yeah. and marathon and stuff like yeah. that. I think marathon. What was the first, was Pathways into the Darkness the first game? Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, something like that. So yeah. they, I mean, they started in the '90s as a Mac developer. They were making the original Marathon, which the new game that they're working on is kind of a rebirth of that franchise as an extraction shooter, kind of like I um, love what the hell is that? Like Tarkov or some shit. But um, so back in the '90s, like they were making first-person shooter games exclusively for the Mac when nobody was making anything for Mac, mm-hmm. and and then Microsoft, of course, swooped them up and they said that game you're gonna make for mac it's now going on the xbox and then it blew up it blew the, the xbox still exists today because of what bungie did 100 percent. so um wait you're talking about halo yeah halo was originally supposed to be a, a mac, mac game? it was, sh- it was it, also it, it was revealed third person yes it was revealed no, at sorry. mac world 99 it was there was a version of it that was third person but oh it was goodness. also supposed to be originally an rts wasn't yes it? yes yeah it started out as like pathways into darkness two or something myth two or something and then they like, started driving you're them. using acronyms i don't know rts, RTS. real-time strategy so uh like age Starcraft. of empires got it okay yep. Star- yeah uh, stuff interesting. like interesting yeah um yeah so it started out as that then it became a third person shooter it was shown off at mac world 99 uh jason jones came out on stage and showed it off and then Right, like shortly after that, they were acquired by Microsoft and they turned it to first person and we got the game that we all know and love. So, um, kind of a, kind of a change of subject because like ADD brain and everything, but, um, this is brought to you by attention deficit disorder. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Halo. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, Matt found out I was a fan of Halo mm-hmm. from Kevin, mm-hmm. Uh, we started talking about it while we were playing Destiny, yeah. and uh, I, I very vividly remember you saying, oh, "I fucking love this kid because I had knowledge sexually." Yes. Yeah, um, we've all been there. But I wanted to ask you because I haven't had a chance to talk to you for quite a while about Halo itself. Um, what do you think of the show? I love it. So do I, I. I know that people were really mad, and I I get why, but I think that you can get away with that with the disclaimer that this is separate from the game universe. Like it's a separate telling, like literally season two starts on Thursday and I, I took the day off for hell divers too, because I'm really excited for I'm that. I'm debating about buying that or suicide squad. Oh, dude, if you, if you've ever played the, the first hell divers was amazing and I'm so excited, but I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to stop long enough to watch that episode. Cause I'm so fucking excited for it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the whole argument of like, oh, he needs to have his helmet on. That's so unrealistic. Like, bro's got to have his helmet off at some point. It's a television show. Like, it works in the game because very rarely do you see him because you're seeing out of his helmet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it works in the game. That's that was fine. done by design. Yeah. Like when, when you're a camera that's seeing him in the third person in a television program, like it just doesn't work. Like that scene in the Doom movie, the first person shooter sequence. I don't know if you remember that. That was like, the dopest scene in the movie. That was cool as fuck. But if that whole movie was that, wouldn't have been great. Hardcore Henry. I never saw that. It looked like a vomit comet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, 
But the other thing I wanted to... Um, did you follow along with Halo Infinite or like its seasonal content or anything like that? I, it was funny. I reinstalled it the other day to download and purchase. I bag on Microsoft a lot, okay? Because I'm... <clears throat> I broke up with them on the day that they announced the Xbox One. I was a huge Xbox kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and let me guess, so, it was the whole um, TV, 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 sports, yep. sports, Call of Duty, and then followed up by, oh, by the way, if you disconnect your Xbox One from the internet for five minutes, it stops playing the game until you reconnect it. The whole you have to ask Dad to play the games that you bought that fucking pissed me off, and that was that was a decade ago, and I'm still mad about it. Yeah, but do you remember how fast they turned that shit oh, around? Yeah, yeah it was but by like then it was too late. Because, like, you talked about that press conference. It's it's funny because a couple... Kevin's wife was over last night. Yeah. Because she came over to, to hang out with Aaron and the baby, and I actually showed them that that highlight reel of the the abridged version of that where it's just every time they said TV or sports or Call of Duty, they cut to it, and it's, like, two minutes long still. It's amazing. And and I was like, this is what I was talking about. It was like, I spent thousands of dollars on my Xbox 360. I had three of them. I still have two of them that work, right? And I, I'm like, people like me, we are the ones that are keeping this gaming system alive. And to repay us for that, they announced it as a fucking TiVo box. And they showed two games that day. They showed... Or they talked about three. They showed Quantum Break, which was half of a television show already. It was really good. I, I really love that game. Though. Yeah, it's really good. But and then and then they showed Call of Duty, which is the most broy shooter ever. And then the only mention of Halo was that they were bringing a television show, which took a decade to come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, "Fuck you guys, dude! I'm gonna put my I'm gonna finish." I was at like ninety nine thousand gamer score. I'm like, I'm gonna get to a hundred k. And then I'm going to fucking sign out and that's it. And I haven't gone, like I have one and I've played it since, but I have been a PlayStation man since then. So I, your, your question was about Halo Infinite and like, so I've still kind of played it. I was excited. I enjoyed it when it came out. I logged in the other day because they were like, Hey, we've got that, you know, we've got that season coming out the spirit of fire one. I was like, I loved Halo Wars. Like, absolutely. I've been trying. So uh, quick note, I've been trying to get him to do Halo. I want to play through all of the Halo games, mm-hmm. all the campaigns, co-op. And um, he promised a good friend of ours, Bossy, that he would do it by the end of the year, which he didn't do it. The end of last year. End of last oh, year. Boy. Um, oh, boy. He didn't do it. I finished one game. Um, But yes, I love Halo Wars. It, Halo Wars is... It, has a special place yes because uh the first one Mm -hmm. uh, felt way more gritty way more Mm -hmm. serious the second one had that serious tone but it felt way more cartoony i loved the second one because it was the game we never thought we were gonna get yeah like it was that was fantastic and that was um one thing the reason i was talking about how much I bag on Microsoft is I will, I will admit when they do things that I think are awesome and Halo Infinite does that thing where all of their season passes, like if you've purchased it, you have it forever and you can yes. pick which one to, to put experience towards. So like, I'm like, even though I'm not going to sit down and get super into Halo right now, like if I do eventually, I'm like, I want to be able to get the Halo Wars stuff. So I bought it now, and then I played a couple matches. Like, this is fun, and I'll probably go back to it next month or whatever for a bit, you know? But, like, I think that's cool. I think that 
retaining the season pass thing is huge. I think going forward, even if we stick with the games as a service model, um, I think going forward, I think we just all need to adopt that idea of like, hey, we're going to release season passes and allow you to keep those season Mm -hmm. passes regardless. And then, you know, go back at any time. You can focus on that and then go to a different season and do that. I think the way they handled it in the beginning was shitty. Mm. Uh, it, it it was a mess of a system to try to figure out and try to try to work through properly. But um, the reason why I, I asked about Halo Infinite specifically was I hated the fact that um, they wanted to focus on story-based content throughout the seasons. Every season, they'd do seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they stopped doing that. They abandoned that halfway through season four or mm-hmm. five. Um, so we're just left with story content that we just we don't have. They'll never get, they'll never get more of and it. I, and I've watched the cutscenes for those just to stay caught up and it looked like it was going in such an interesting direction. Yep. But, um, you know, it's abandoned and they turned it into this, um, hey, it's just updates now. I think part of the problem with that is Bungie has done, for better or for worse, an amazing job with the seasonal content in Destiny. Like Some seasons really aren't that great, but they've consistently always pushed their story forward. It always like links into the next one. Like it's always, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> just as games as a service as a whole, destiny is like an anomaly, right? The first one came out in 2014. It lasted for three years. Those servers are still up, but seven or two is on year seven and it still makes money. There's still content. There's still lots of people playing it. It's dwindling, but it's like, all of these other studios have been chasing the destiny. It's funny because I always, I always talk sarcastically about like, oh, look, it's another destiny killer. Like, we got The Division. We got Anthem. We got Marvel's Avengers. Like, these games are all either dead or basically dead because for someone, whatever reason it is, and I think it's just because it's, it's Bungie's flavor of shooting, which is so good mixed with that it works and it keeps people's attention like the division was fine but it's like a third person shooter and they just didn't nail on that post game seasonal model in a way that kept the game as relevant as destiny has been and all of these companies have spent years trying to chase this and they're realizing like games as a service is like your your whole studio has to be involved like the last of us one right which i was so looking forward to because the multiplayer in the first game was amazing i know so fucking good and i've been waiting for it but it's like they raised a good point and it sucks but it's like that would have just been naughty dog's life after that like that game came out if you wanted to support if you want to make your money back on it you have to continue to support it with fixes and new content and things to keep people coming back and that takes the whole studio and then we would not how long would it be before we get another the last of us part three or this supposed uncharted game that they're working on you know what i mean like it just consumes studios because they have to keep working on what's next what's next what's next for these games as a service games and uh, something interesting about destiny itself was the fact that they originally when they came out with it they originally said it was supposed to be a 10-year life cycle game Mm -hmm. it didn't happen destiny lasted uh you said about three years Mm -hmm. and then um they were like hey we can't make this happen so we're doing destiny 2 Mm -hmm. um with the final shape coming out 
Um, I think that is going to be the final expansion for Destiny 2. Um, and, I hope, but... Right. Um, and then I think their next unnamed project, this is just speculation, is going to be Destiny 3. I, I think it could be, because what would be the point of having uh, another expansion, uh, releasing four seasons within that expansion, and then what are they going to do after that? So... The ten-year plan thing, and, and I remember when that, this is also when they were being published by Activision, yep. right before the before the divorce. So, originally, the plan, from my understanding, from when those documents came out or people talked about it, is that it was going to be four games across ten years, and so then each in, the in between years when we weren't getting a full-on game, a full-on new sequel was going to be like a comet, which we now know as like, like the first comet was going to be the Taken King, which mm-hmm. ended up being like a huge expansion for Destiny Massive. 1. And, and so the original plan was, you know, every two and a half years or whatever the math lines up, you know, we'd get a new numbered Destiny game and it was going to be a 10-year deal. Well, the problem was, is that Destiny 2 was taking too long. So we got year three, which was Rise of Iron of, of Destiny 1. And then when Destiny 2 came out, the problem with it is is that they fucking blew up our vaults and took all of our shit. And like this game, this game is about collecting. Like what makes this game special is all of the memories that you have with your friends of we're going to run Vault of Glass three characters a week until we all get Gallarhorn. And that happened for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and so like you have these memories of doing these things with your friends, but the game is about collecting. And then to take everybody's collections and say, bye-bye. You know, and so they did that with Destiny 2, and it was not well received at the beginning. And that's when Luke Smith eventually, you know, probably before Shadowkeep, when they when they started to self-publish and stuff like that, he said, we don't want to do that again because that sucks, right? Like, you have to do it if it's a new numbered entry because if you have all these new players buying a game and they're at a, a, a 3,000 hour disadvantage on day one against people that have played Destiny 2 all the time, like that's not great either. So what do you do? And that's why they've just continued to expand on this same game. Like we're dealing with engine problems because it's old and things like that. So I am, as to your point about the final shape, I personally, as somebody who has a job and now a child and a wife that I have to like hang out with or whatever. That's the <laughs> second time I've said God that. Damn. <laughs> damn it. I love you, Aaron. You're so great. You are. Um, is, is I don't have enough time. I feel like to do their time commitment each season. Like, I want well, to collect to all just... the guns and the armor and stuff, but it's like, by the time I've collected half of them, it's the next season and there's that many new ones. And I'm like, I, and then I'm just like, I, I'm never going to get caught up. And so for me, I've been waiting and hoping that they'll be like, yep, you know, final shape is out. And then we know that there's three episodes is what they're calling them. They're like longer. They're doing one less season, but making them longer. And they're changing the format because people are really tired of how cyclical and predictable all these seasons have been for the last couple of years. But there's nothing announced past that. And I'm like, I just want you to put it into like age of triumph mode. So we get past that last episode and you say, we're going to spend six months fixing everything. We're going to bring back all the crucible maps, all the raids and stuff that we took out that are in the, you're like, you don't necessarily have to bring back all the campaigns and stuff. And, and then we're going to put it in age of triumph mode where we celebrate your accomplishments and we'll never add anything ever again. And this is just what destiny two is for the rest of time. And I'm like, that would be great because then I could start knocking shit off my list faster than they fucking add it. 
are they going to do that? No. No, I mean, I, who knows? Who knows? You know, because I, obviously, like, they're working on Marathon. That sounds like it got pushed back to 2025. They have 1,100 people, and they sound, it sound like they said, like, four or 500 are still working on Destiny, and now they've got this shakeup with, you know, the game directors leaving. Um, uh, that was going to be my last thing I was going to talk to you yeah. about was the... Um, Joe Blackburn's Blackburn stepping leaving. down. Yeah. And it sounds like it's an amicable thing. Like, it's not like a, he was yeah. fired. Like, he's staying through this, the testing, pursuing an opportunity somewhere else. They're bringing in Tyson Green, who literally has been with the company since, like, 89. And so... Or no, 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 no. 99. 89, they didn't exist yet. Sorry. <laughs> but since like Myth 2, and you've seen him like he was like a big multiplayer director on, he was the multiplayer director on Halo 3. Like he's been in a lot of their Vidocs over the last two decades or whatever. So it's in good hands. I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with it. I And I think that's going to help uh, pushing forward with, their, with Destiny's multiplayer just alone mm -hmm. um, in terms of like mm -hmm. Crucible and making it something that is more palatable for uh, players who are not really geared towards that. Like me, I, yeah. I don't care. I, I, li I like doing the grind. I like doing the story stuff. I like uh, Gambit more mm -hmm. than Crucible. It's just, unless I'm playing with friends, I don't want to do it. I think I'm, and this will be my last point on it because I know yeah. that we've ignored you for oh no that's fine thirty seven minutes. He's I've like this counting. makes he's it easy for me. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like two weeks ago there was an episode where I'm the only one that talked for an hour. So <laughs> yeah, I lost track of time. People are fucking tired of me. So you do your thing. Well, the so the thing that and this is different. You know, everybody has different reasons. The thing that I love about Destiny and the thing that drew me into it, besides the fact that it was a bungee shooter. Okay, is that it nails the idea, I think, that your character is the same character no matter what you do. To me, it's so cool that you can be in the crucible and you get your butthole stretched open by this slide shotgun kid and you're like, what the fuck is he using? So then you go and you look at it and you're like, oh, that's the raid exotic from Root of Nightmares. And like, I guess I better get a team together and go run a PvE raid or go grind a bunch of Gambit. And then you get into Gambit and something else happens and you're like, oh, that's like a Crucible gun. So like, there's they're really good at making it to where all of the things are kind of interconnected in a way that, that there are reasons for most people to do all of the stuff. Like some, but, but you can also be like, yeah, I don't want to go into Trials. I don't need to get destroyed for guns that I'm never going to get by going flawless and going to the lighthouse. I'll just stick to regular crucible. Maybe someday when they stop adding stuff, then I can start like, I'll be like, okay, trials gears, all that I have left. I'll spend you know the next few weeks, like grinding it out. Like they, I like that. They give you a lot of options with it. So yeah. that's what I loved about destiny. I mean, like it's for better or for worse. We've had a lot of problems. We've had a lot of years where I was like, this is the best game I've ever played. I, I will say this. I've never played a game as much as I have Destiny. And I, and I combined one and two in that, even though I know they're separate games. I have like three or 4,000 hours of playtime, which is a lot. It's a lot for me. One of my favorite things to do was, like, at the height of playing seasonal games, mm -hmm. it was Des uh, like I'd rotate between Destiny, Apex, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And it was just those four A lot of battle passes. I, yeah, exactly. I would grind out. Be like, all right, I got my weeklies done for this. Now I'm going to play this for the rest of the week. And by the time I get that done, it'd be the next week. And then, you know, all that. Uh, one of the things I do like to do is um, every week I'll pop on the store and I'll see, hey, wh what can I get for Bright Dust? Yes. Yeah. And and I'd 
pull it up. I'm like, hey, Heather, check this out. Yeah. She's like, ooh, that's cool, or stuff like that. It's just dumb shit, but yeah, you know. it's cool. I mean, I I like that. That there's a lot of contention still about the Eververse store existing, and and I mean, you're just gonna get yeah. that as long as as long as there are microtransactions in any game, people are gonna be upset about it. I mean, to me, I'm like, if we went into to to Age of Triumph mode or Final Destiny mode or whatever, like. I could eventually get enough bright dust to just get all those things without spending money again, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know. Oh, little side note: um, when um, after Ocean Gate happened, oh, uh, this is the submarine. I had this this moment where I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is this Gamer Gate?" But like, people are arguing about water. No, Sorry, that 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 sub that imploded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you see what what Bungie had the balls to release? Like, oh yeah, or, that week after they had I the, bought it immediately. The ghost, the ghost shell that was like a submarine or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like something for for those that can keep cool under pressure or something yeah. like that. I'm like Jesus. So I I want to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Like it's it seems like most of their systems are somewhat automated, like Zer. So every weekend, you know who Zer is. Agent of the Nine. Uh, he's Dude, got penis, he, he's, penis face, man. He's he's not Destiny at it's all. It's not as big of a deal. He's not as big of a deal now, but he's a weekend vendor. So he shows up, and it used to be back in the day, back in our day, you know, it was like he could be on one of the planets or somewhere. So if you didn't want to look him up, you'd have to like go planet to planet and like, and then you'd like, oh, oh there's a collection of people standing over there. I can see that Zer must be over there. That's and how you I wanted to see, like, so he would sell exotics. Oh. For strange coins and stuff, and that's how I got Gallarhorn. Because the second week of the game, he was selling it, and I was like, "Well, I don't have any exotics. Like this rocket launch is stupid, but I'll buy it." And then I put it in my vault, and I forgot about it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody was like, "You have Gallarhorn," and he didn't sell it again until that following year. It was crazy. So, anyways, why were we talking about Zer? Oh, Zer's inventory is like controlled by like a random algorithm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like he gets one weapon and then like one piece of armor for Titan, Warlock, Hunter, and then whatever else it is. And so a lot of it's just, well, it's Friday, let's see what he's got. So I think I think and want to believe that the Eververse store is also controlled by a similar thing and it was just really really bad luck would it be funny that they did it on purpose yeah but i don't think that would be a good look for them yeah i mean like i said i bought it immediately because I, <laughs> I thought the irony in it was really funny oh man um i also remember the one the one time we we all managed to do a dungeon together it was you me kevin and i think d-day mm-hmm. um we finished it and I was pissed off because everyone had gotten uh, Mythic class. Oh, yeah. Vaulted class. Yep. And I just, I couldn't find the time to be on the same time that everyone else was doing it. Mm -hmm. And it sucked. Yeah. Because everyone was like, yo, I got it. Now we're going for the um, the Uh, ornament on it. Yeah. Yeah. The catalyst. You had to go back through and do a different run and trigger a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up getting um, Hierarchy, the bow. Oh, yeah. Literally on my first run, yep. and and it's probably yeah. arguably as rare to get yeah. as as Vex. Kevin's so pissed. He's <laughs> Eyes of Tomorrow was that for me. I got it the first time we ran Deep Stoker. So every raid has an exotic, okay. and 
most of the time they're pretty good and useful because it's like this really hard thing. It's completely random and it drops from the last boss typically. And so you can only attempt it up to three times a week, once for each character. And then it's like, you could run the raid all you want. You don't get the loot drops again until next week in the reset. Gotcha. So a lot of raiding is, we dropped it. Did it. Does anybody see a yellow engram? What happened? And so like the first time we ran Deepstone Crypt when Beyond Light came out, I had completely just anchored us down. Like I was terrible. I was, everybody was resing me every five seconds. I did the worst of anybody. Guess who got eyes of tomorrow on that run. <laughs> it's always the worst player, dude. Like, or, or you're really lucky. So like, yeah, like he's like, fuck yeah, I got it the first run. And then you have people that are like, I've done this raid 50 times and I've still never gotten it. It's just RNGs just strikes mm-hmm. again. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to, uh, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> uh, bunny tracks, for sure. My, My fucking guy. man. Yeah. Have you been to Home Sweet Cone yet? What's that? Ooh, baby girl. So I, I, I don't. So uh, it's an ice cream place right down the street from us. Um, they do like their homemade ice cream. I like so. Yeah. I, I guess I like ice cream. Like cool. Like it's it's like a once every couple months thing. For I don't know what it is. I just have to be like in the mood and ready for I it. I can't do so, it when it's cold out. That's, that's fair. I, that's I don't fair. like doing that's cold fair. stuff during cold times. My wife gets upset with me because like we'll go out places and she's like, all right, save room for dessert. It's like, you fucking know I'm not going to do that. She'll be like, but we're getting all I'm like, that sounds amazing. I would rather just eat more pizza, you know? <laughs> and so 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. You know, I don't know what happened to me. I got to cut down on sweets because I got diabetes. Do you actually? <laughs> yeah. He's got the Wilford oh, Grimley. Is it yeah. the, the, if you don't mind me asking, so is this... Like adult onset, or is this you've had it your like oh, one no. of those weirds? This is the fucking sugar bees. Yeah, this is the this is the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, you, yeah, This is the one you get for uh, living life mm. to the fullest. This is the <laughs> one that I'm 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 surprised I don't have because my dad definitely got it, and I mean I I I smoked from the time I was 19 up until about two years ago. Yep, and you know like I I play a lot of video games. It's not like I go outside, yeah. you know. And yeah, now everyone I, in my family has it. Now that I don't it's work in arts, I'm not walking 17,000 steps a day. You know what I mean? So like, I'm like, I really gotta watch that. I, I, it is in my future. Yeah. So wow, I'm yeah. sorry. That sucks. Sorry, man. It's okay. I have not changed a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. The amount of times I've heard my dad say the phrase, oh, "I'll just take an extra hit of insulin." It's like it doesn't fucking work oh, like that. So, my, mine's, mine's not that bad. I do take a daily pill, but I don't. I don't check my blood sugar like daily. Have, I don't. Is it, pre-diabetes or no, is it, I have, is it I, actual it, it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's a mm-hmm. fucking full full on oh wow uh, full full blown full blown diabetes well if it makes you feel any better i got sleep apnea that's my cool. man yeah. you guys wear the mask yeah all right yeah all right yeah dude this was uh fucking brilliant it was uh great having you on man. oh dude this was so much fun i i appreciate you guys having me on it's been a long time since i got to like talk to people about stuff you know i've been wanting to get you on for a while i just didn't know how to ask because i'm like i I know he's got stuff going on i mean at some point in time you gotta just you just gotta make time this is the whole reason that we haven't done pgl in so long is like i always think about it and i'm like yeah we'll talk about it and then it doesn't happen i'm so glad that most people know that i have a podcast because usually the way i ask is just like do you want to come sit on my friend's couch for an hour (laughs) 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 and it's usually like young ladies yeah (laughs) Uh, um, I do. The last thing I want, I just want to say, just because it, it, it's a good memory of PGL, was um, 
whenever you guys would have like throw out the questions like hey send us questions stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. uh, uh, i would comment pretty regularly and it was around the times you guys were making predictions about like um i think game the game awards or something like that yeah probably. i was yeah. like what would you want to see and i was like let's get a front mission remake you know and you're like you uh after it happened you're like how the fuck did this dude <laughs> he like, knows something predict I don't, that? You know. Front Mission's one of those like mech games like Armored Core, right? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, no, no. Front Mission. I, like I can picture it. I'm it kinda... Front Mission was a turn-based strategy. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I brought it up because I was like, oh, man, I want a Front Mission Four remake because that's a, one of my favorite games on PS2. And then, uh, they announced the Front Mission One and Two remake. And you're like. What the fuck? <laughs> I, like, I don't know how he knew this. He how predict the future. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I just wanted to point that out. That was fun. Yeah.